0: prayer. Father, I just thank you so much for your word. I thank you for who you are, Jesus, who, who you displayed as you walked on this earth. I pray that we would model our lives after you and that during this message you would speak, Holy Spirit, to every heart. I pray that you would call us to whatever you desire for each of us to do, that we would be closer to you and more like you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so you want to put up the picture what is that that is stagnant so the definition of stagnant is having no current or flow and often having an unpleasant smell as a consequence so this is what we start looking like if we only receive from god for our personal devotions if our life is all inward and our whole relationship with god is about us then we start looking like that we're not displaying what we were made to be. The next picture is what we were made to look like. This is um, like a spring whose waters never fail, from Isaiah 58. So we receive from God. We are meant to be with Him every day. We're meant to receive from Him. We're meant to spend time with Him. We're not meant to only pour out of an empty well. We're meant to be poured into all the time but not just for us. We're meant to be poured into so that we can pour out, so that we're constantly pouring out, so we get poured into and we get poured out, and that's how the water is clean and pure and beautiful. And if you would choose which one you have to drink from, which would you choose? The second one. Good. Was not a trick question. Okay, we're awake. So, um, do you all know The Chosen? Raise your hand if you've seen The Chosen before, that clip from. Thank you. Good. This is a great show. Like, binge watch this show. If you're, I know you binge watch shows. You, you're at the age. Um, and you don't fall asleep like I do the second you start watching a show, because I'm a mom. Um, but The Chosen, I would absolutely invite your friends to watch it with you. I mean, I, th- I think it's really well done. But if you think about The Chosen and just the, the Gospels and how Jesus spent his time, who did he spend his time with? The disciples? Who else? Like, who in the crowd did he tend to focus on? Sinners. Yeah. Did he focus on the people who had it all together? Did he go to, like, the most important person in the room, the most successful, and say, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to get to know that guy. I'm going to make sure he knows my credentials and, you know, my experiences, and I'm going to, the influencer, that's the one I'm going for. Who did he go for? The hurting, the broken, the sick. Um, this next passage that we're going to read um, co- talks about the least of these. And I think that he, in the Bible, Jesus is almost saying this ton- tongue-in-cheek, the least of these, because he didn't treat the least of these like the least of these. He's saying the people in the world who seem like the least of these. At U of M, you know, we talk about privilege. The people with less privilege. The people who are oppressed, The disadvantaged. Jesus healed the sick. He helped the mentally and spiritually oppressed break free. He fed the hungry. He gave to the poor. He hung out with children. He touched the lepers. He restored the prostitutes and criminals and directly discipled these people to be his followers. In fact, one of the times that he talks about the kingdom of heaven and who will go there. Is Matthew 25 31 through 40 says when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him he will sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left then the king will say to those on his right come you who are blessed When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So he didn't only say, I really like it when you do this for these people. He said, I empathize with these people. I feel like you did it for me. As a mom, when you all have kids someday, if the Lord blesses you with children, um, when somebody does something for your kid, oh my gosh, like so much better than doing it for me. You know, if somebody sees your kid and loves on your kid and does something for them, especially something in a place of pain for that child, you know, that the child is feeling self-conscious about this and they come and encourage your kid, you feel like, it's just, isn't it? Andrew, Stephen, Steph, it's like, it's so much better than doing it for me. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like triple fold gift for me. And that's how Jesus feels. When we do this for the least, it's, he's got his eye on his people who are suffering. He's got his eye on his creation who's, who's struggling. And when we help them, he's like, you did this for me. This, you're doing what I want and, and we're blessing him. So I know that this world structures our life um, to be busy. We get taught at the University of Michigan, go blue, I'm an alumni. Um, we get taught you know, this, this plan. It's like, this is what you're going for, so you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, you're gonna do this. Like, where's the time? You know? You're going for the gold. You gotta study for the exam, you got all these things to do. But how can we be like Jesus if we are never directly amongst the people who struggle with hunger, oppression, lack of basic needs, displacement, homelessness, in prison, sick, the least of these. Can we? When we do take some time and do these things and be amongst these people, feel God's heart for these people, we have incredible opportunities to proclaim the good news. You will, I promise you, that if you set out and spend some time, if you tie some time on behalf of people who are oppressed, people who are hungry, people who are suffering, people who are hurting, you will get an amount of glory. People will come to you and ask, the people who are being served will ask, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, that's gonna be a question. You're a busy U of M student, why would you take the time? You have a job, you have a family, why would you take the time to do this? The answer to that question is your witness. Also, people around you will notice. I don't know if you've noticed, but people, people who don't give God the glory, they give themselves the glory, they give all kinds of other things the glory, right? But there will be a place for glory, and it is, it's an awesome opportunity to proclaim the gospel. So what does God promise us if we engage in the fast he has chosen? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry, And satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land, and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Because this is God's kingdom. It's just like tithing money, you know? Chris and I, we started off really poor. We got married in college. We were super poor (laughs) and we like had no money. And I know you've heard Pastor Nino's testimony about this too, but we started tithing off of what we didn't have. You know, like you're like, okay, well, here goes nothing. Um, And God has always provided, miraculously, financially. He has always provided. I could tell you story after story. And it's like that with your time. You know, when you decide, I am going to set this time aside and I'm going to serve the Lord with this. I'm going to Seek him, I'm going to be filled in these ways, and I'm going to pour out in these ways. Something happens. Now, I don't have, like, miraculous amounts of time. I really wish I did. <laughs> but, but God waters you in different ways. You, um, suddenly, you don't have time for drama. You know, if you got drama in your life, you're not serving enough. If you're feeling extra critical of people around you, and you're constantly thinking, this person irritates me, this person annoys me, if you're irritable, you're not serving enough. You know, if you have time to be thinking about yourself all the time, critical of, you know, whatever size you want to be, whatever, you know, thing you want, wish you had, um, you're not serving enough. God will do this. He he promises he'll do this. You'll be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. And the Lord speaks to me so clearly when I'm serving. I mean, it's like just amazing. I, I, you might be thinking that it's easy for me because it's my career, and that's true. So God called me to social work, <laughs> right after I became a believer. I had like actually like a vision from God, um, not for the word social work, but to serve those in crisis um, and the poor. And so now I do. I get to spend my work week, you know, amongst suffering people and figuring out how. To be of service to them on on a team. And so it is easier for me, but there was a time before it was my career when I was in college and when I was in high school. And when I was in college, it was just as simple as God called me once a week to volunteer at a teen challenge, at a women's teen challenge in Minneapolis. And I just went and asked, you know, I think this is some place that God wants me to volunteer. And they just said, okay, like I can't remember what night. I'll make it up Wednesday night. Um, I would go every week and I ate dinner with them. They served a meal, so I ate dinner with them and I hung out with them and I prayed with them. And I don't even know if I really did anything (laughs) because I really wasn't providing a lot of assistance, just pitching in wherever they needed me. But it was awesome. You know, the Lord would speak to me so strongly through those women, just through what they were going through, what they were learning. People who are in crisis, who are seeking God, the Lord is so near. When you join with them in prayer and you minister to them, God is just like right there. He's so near. Um, you know, in high school, my dad, after I received that calling, he, he's just an amazing guy. He was a doctor, um, retired now. And he just said, you know, you you're called to this. Let's sign up to volunteer at a homeless shelter. So we would go together on Saturdays, like every other Saturday. And volunteer and it turned into a Bible study. I led more people to the Lord in that Bible study as a teenager than I think I ever have since then. I mean, people would be like, you do a Bible study and you'd have a response time and people just lined up like, I wanna receive Christ, I wanna receive Christ. And I was like, wow, this is easy. You know, you get into ministry at the University of Michigan, you're like, how long has it been, you know? (laughs) Um, Because people who are in crisis and who are struggling, they just, there is a spiritual awareness there's a spiritual awakening that happens when you don't have all the securities that everybody else has, and you're really like at the end of your rope, you know. and, and we can be the church to them. And I'm going to share one nugget that doesn't really fit totally <laughs> into my sermon, but I just want to say, as someone who loves you, um, if you get into this work, if you're a natural helper, where's Dakota? Are you here? No? He was here. Dakota's a natural helper. I can spot him a mile away, but there's a lot of natural helpers in the room, and um, the natural helpers who are here, I would say a couple cautions. One is um, be wise, so do this in pairs, do this in groups. Women, God has not called you to pick up a male hitchhiker. I can guarantee that. (laughs) I used to do that. It was really stupid, and thank God I am here today, but um, yeah just be wise you know go in groups it's wise to have a brother amongst you if you're going to be around men you know Um, have a sister amongst you if you're going to be around women you know be wise with that i will also say you are not meant to be anyone's savior you are called to lead them to the savior so anytime that you start to feel like if i don't then this person won't have if you know how am i going to rescue this person You've now stepped into a role that you were not made to fill, and you're actually doing that person a huge disservice because you're going to be a terrible Savior, right? <laughs> so we are meant to lead people to the Savior and to just seek God on their behalf to say, like, oh, man, I don't have the answer. Wow, this is really hard. I'm going I'm to gonna come alongside of you and, and point you to the Savior. That woman in the chosen clip, did you notice, besides Jesus, who was The hero of every story of course um who was the hero of that chosen click clip who do you think the woman why was she the hero yeah she was the one who had the faith she had the faith to even though you know she was bringing somebody who was not the most important wasn 't like here Jesus, this person's going to really help your following <laughs> you know she even like cut a roof, she had her friends cut the roof like that was risky, right um, but she did that because she loved her friend, right she saw the hurting, she was a compassionate woman, and then she brought the person to Jesus so some practical things you can do and Chris said he he was going to say, he's here, he's with Luke at home sick. So um, he said, it might be good if you want to take a picture uh, with your phone or we could get this to you if you're interested. But um, I'm going to say before I list this list that don't hear a message and get excited and commit to something today that you can't walk out tomorrow, right? Like it's kind of like signing up like. To support a missionary at like three hundred a month or something like that. I mean, if you've never done it before, that's not the place to start, right? So, um, if you're excited, if you're feeling stirred from the Lord, ask God for like one small step. Take that step and then ask God for the next step. Like pray about it. Determine in your heart what God has called you to do, where He wants you to start, and it might be different season by season. Maybe the summer looks different than the school year, you know, and also, really great to do this with your friends. You ever get tired of like figuring out what to watch as a group? I mean, there's really not that great of things to watch, really. <laughs> like, you're like, what movie can we watch? I don't know. What movie do we, do we don't like? What's playing at the theater? How about you serve together? Like, you're gonna have so much fun. You know, you'll laugh together. You'll you'll enjoy it. You'll go home and be like, that was time well spent. And you grow in relationship with people that you serve together with alongside. So some practical things that you can do, and I would recommend core leaders like as a core group, you could just try once. Um, as a group, you could volunteer for a shift at the U of M food bank. I don't know if you know, but there is a food bank to U of M students who are struggling on this campus. And you can just volunteer. You can sing or play music at a nursing home. You could make cards or notes for those at a nursing home. The Elderly are isolated, everyone. Like during COVID, the elderly, there are elderly people. If you just ask them, this has been hard, hasn't it? They will just weep you know, a lot of them have not had human touch, human contact. Volunteer for some ministry events or church services at a local prison or jail. The jails and prisons don't have church unless church comes to them. It doesn't occur. But there's churches who volunteer and go in and have church services for people who are in prison and jail. And let me tell you, the revivals that break out and the people get saved in the, ch- in the jail and the prison, it's, it's amazing. Serve at the food pantry, farm stand, or grocery delivery at Hope Clinic, where I work. I'm I'm only going to plug this twice, I promise. (laughs) You can also, if you have a professional skill set, like you can serve or volunteer there. Hope Clinic's awesome because we do it in the name of Jesus, and we do offer everyone prayer if they want it. Um, Get a conversation partner or um, someone who needs ESL help from the International Student Office. Cindy knows way more about this than I do, so talk to her. Volunteer and serve in the kids' church or nursery. Serving kids is, is Jesus' heart. It's one of those populations that like people don't, people kind of like sometimes, oh, let's just like, let them be quiet or get off to the side. You'll be blessed if you're around kids. You'll laugh. You might cry sometimes, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, teach ESL or serve refugees in Dearborn with Randy Marin. We have. A US missionary right in Dearborn who like has a refugee center and has activities going on all the time. You can just serve alongside him. Tutor kids without a family support right in this city. Be a big brother or big sister and mentor a youth. That's a big commitment, so don't commit to that unless the Lord tells you to, but you can literally take on a youth and be like the family they never had long-term. Work on a Habitat for Humanity house. Ypsilanti has them. Help women and the unborn at a pregnancy help center. There's two in Washtenaw County that I would recommend. If you're interested in that, you can talk to me. And then ask us about service trips here and abroad. There's churches all over the place, um, churches that we're really close with who are sending teams. And if you're like, I have a week, is there someone going somewhere? Just talk to us because that's an awesome opportunity to just serve for a whole week. And I know some of you were on the spring break missions trip. How close did you feel to the, your companions when you were on that trip? Did you feel close? Did you laugh? <laughs> too close? <laughs> a little too close at times. But did you laugh? Did you bond? Yeah. Was it, was it better than a week spent binge watching TV? Yeah. 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 It bears fruit, you know? It's one of those things that, like, you wake up in the morning, and you're like, oh, can I do it? And you get through it, and you're like, I did it. You know, it bears so much fruit. So I would just recommend that you um, do think of, think of your relationships in that way. I, I've never been closer than the people that I serve alongside. You know, you just, you have a bond. Think, crazy things happen. I mean, you can't make it up. It, you won't be bored. <laughs> you know, things are going to happen that you're like, whoa, I talked to someone today who was like in this and that was going on in this and God did this. And it's just, it's really exciting to see. So I just want to remind you again, you know, Isaiah 58, the fast that God has chosen. God loves when we choose to fast food. Fasting food is a great idea. You know, it's something that can help you with your struggles with the flesh, can help you pray. Um, There's a fast that's even higher than that, Isaiah 58 says. He says, I don't want you to just do that, you know, if you're not living out this. You know, if you're not serving people, if you're not thinking about the suffering, the oppressed, and you're not finding a way to be involved in that, God's like, get the first thing right first, you know? Don't keep coming for another, like, mega Bible study, whatever, if if we're not living it out, right? Do both. Do the Bible study, do the fast, and do the fast God has chosen. And then your light will break forth like the dawn, Your healing will quickly appear. Your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. You will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here here am I, if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with a pointing finger and malicious talk, if you spend yourself in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. So I'm going to pray for us in a moment, and I know there's going to be instructions after this, but we're going to take this moment for a song, if the band wants to come up. Um, We're going to take a minute for us to pray, and this isn't this isn't a time to feel convicted or to feel like, this doesn't fit in my life, ah. You know, it can just be like, Lord, give me your heart for something. Show me something I haven't seen before. Show me who on this campus doesn't have a friend or doesn't speak English, is feeling lonely or isolated or struggling with mental illness. Show me right in this city where I could use some of my giftings, that come, things that come easy to me math oh my goodness if you're good at math and science there are kids struggling that could use you to come alongside in a small way and so just take a moment and ask the holy spirit lord is there something that you're putting on my heart or i'm going to just start praying about it i'm going to take a couple weeks and i'm going to pray about it and see god where would you have me to serve in this way and would you would you break my heart for somebody that your heart is broken for Lord, I thank you so much, Father. I thank you for these followers of you, and if anyone's here who doesn't know you yet, God, I pray that you would just continue to work in their heart. You are so good. You're worth our entire lives. You gave your life for us. You walked on this earth and you saw the broken. You touched the leper. You came to the women, the oppressed people groups who people wanted to push to the side and hide, Lord, you lift them up. You held the babies and the children. And God, I pray that we would be a people that would be led by you to the people who you love so much, that we would bless your heart in the people that we serve. And God, I pray that, Holy Spirit, you would speak to each one, that we wouldn't commit under compulsion, but God, that we would hear you, we would follow you, and that many lives would be changed, starting with us. In Jesus' name.